one. Welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast that runs experiments, explores new ways of thinking, and talks to the most interesting travelers in the world that I've met. Today, I'm honored to have once again, Peyton Taylor. Who is Peyton Taylor? <laughs> Peyton Taylor is a procurement analyst at Informatica. Informatica is the industry industry leader at, for enterprise cloud data management. Peyton graduated from the Macomb School of Business with a degree in management information systems in 2019 and a, a minor in supply chain, I believe. Is that right? Yes, that's yeah? correct. Uh, she also happens to be my best friend from college one of the greatest learners that I've met. Like she's so good at learning things. <laughs> and a yogi, a very good yogi. A, a yogi that's better than me. She's better at yoga than me. And uh, I taught, I brought her into yoga, but it just goes to show how good of a learner she is. Peyton, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Caesar. I'm so excited uh, to be on the show again. One of the best podcasts of our generation, <laughs> The Dose of Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly of all of my um, accolades is your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> she also is sarcastic. Um, <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. It's really one of the best. It'll be discovered soon. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, just like your streaming is going to be discovered soon, right? Yeah. Like your, yeah. My streaming that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> you're, um, we're talking about what is it called? Discord? No, it's not Discord. Gaming. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, Twitch. Twitch. There you go. Your Twitch stream. Because <laughs> you're. This, this is another one of your side like uh, projects that you've picked up or not project. What would you call it? Like a hobby? But like you, you get really good at your hobbies. And, yeah, uh, I guess I would call it like a hobby. Um, yeah, I've gotten really into gaming and there's not really that many female streamers from what I've seen in the game I play, which is TFT. TFT so. is like, a, it's kind of like a League of Legends, right? Yeah, it's on the same app as League of Legends. It's owned by Riot, the same like company. Um, yeah, so. and I know nothing about this, but our friends... Uh, like oh, Brennan yeah. and Blake do know and then we do will know literally game. talk your ear off about it if you like give us the chance like Nicole the other day just kind of vaguely mentioned like uh, I think we were on a walk yeah. and I literally just started telling her about the game for like <laughs> 45 minutes she didn't even have like an example she couldn't see the game or like I couldn't even explain it I was just talking her ear off about like how fun it is and what makes it like interesting or challenging and mm -hmm. Yeah, but Blake so. <laughs> and Brennan and everyone is like, you, Peyton is so good at this game. Like you're you're apparently super good. Your rank is like really really high, which I which is why I'm telling you to like start your 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 Twitch stream. You're already playing, and there's gonna be so many people that are gonna watch you. I don't think you understand that when I play this game, I'm like sitting on my in my pajamas, like on my couch. Like I don't sit at this fancy desk with like my setup or I'm not wearing makeup. So uh -huh. I don't really think like as is how I'm comfortable playing, which is like sitting on the couch. Uh, I, first of all, like it's weird. Like people don't game sitting on their couch, but I like get my wireless mouse and I use the edge of the, uh, the couch <laughs> as like a, a mouse pad. Um, I disagree. So, yeah. I think but it, I think it'll be better. Because it's it it like you said nobody does it so it adds a level of authenticity. <laughs> yeah, everyone has like a fancy setup with like glowy lights and stuff. I don't. Have yeah, you over here, the girl it. on the couch kicking ass. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah. Okay, but today I wanted to talk about because 
um, on top of all these things, you're also a very well-traveled person. You've traveled for a long, long time. And um, I wanted to, um, yeah, just talk about your travels and how they've impacted your life, uh, your career and your choices. And I wanted to begin with the question of um, when you were in high school in Germany, uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like if I were to ask you, high school Peyton in Germany, Peyton, what are you going to be when, when you grew up? What, what would the answer be? Um, I've had like a few career aspirations. Mm-hmm. The main one that like comes out to me is that I really wanted to like own a bagel shop. <laughs> a bagel shop. <laughs> yes, which is crazy because that was like before I've ever cooked anything in my life. Like I didn't even know how to use a knife, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, something appealed to me like owning my own business and like running a bagel shop because I really liked bagels. <laughs> um, <laughs> another like dream job I always had was to be a wedding planner because oh. I don't know, like one, I'm really good at planning things. You are. Um, and then the other thing is that I just thought it'd be so much fun to like, it's like an industry that's like really happy, right? Like you're planning people's weddings. Yeah. But then as I thought about it more, like you're going to have to deal with like bridezillas and like, I have like extreme stress. So like for all of that to like be placed on like one day, like this one day has to go perfect or else I screwed everything up. Like that might be kind of stressful. Also, I have no idea. Like, I don't think that is like a particular degree or anything you have to have to do that. Um, so that'd be more like, yeah, that'd be more like if I hadn't been like pushed down the college route. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I was pushed down the college route. Um, So I kind of just went into business and then figured out what I wanted to do from there. But those were like my dream jobs that I like always thought about as a kid. I think I also like read a book one time where Uh one of the characters was a wedding planner. And then like from that moment on, I was always like, man, that sounds like the coolest job ever. (laughs) <laughs> this bagel shop thing it just kind of it's kind of random like I, maybe it's not random well what's funny is that now i've actually learned how to make bagels and <laughs> like in, and you're really good <laughs> i mean they're say. they're all they're all right they're pretty good yeah it's a lot of work and i don't know i that's just like making bagels by hand right like i think that's a lot of work yeah but also just like running a business in general, I don't think is necessarily like what I want to do anymore. I think that's like going to be very time consuming. And Mm. um, I'd rather just kind of have like a corporate job where I can kind of get my paycheck and like my work isn't my life. And then I can still like have so much time for things I enjoy. I don't want like work to become my 60 hour a week like thing. Yeah. I feel you. And, and, um, can you tell me like, uh, what was it? When did you move to Germany? Like, when did you move to Germany? How long did you live there? Yeah. So I like never traveled outside the U S other than to like Mexico a few times or Jamaica, Mm -hmm. I think. And then at the end of my freshman year and I was told freshman year of high school, right? yeah, Yeah. Freshman year of high school. So I was told like, when I lived in Texas. So I lived in Harker Heights, Texas from third grade through ninth grade. And I was told like, you're graduating from high school here. If um, my dad's in the military. So I was told like, if my dad got an offer or it's not really called an offer when you're in the military, it's more like a 
command to move somewhere else um, that he would retire then and there. And then we could like stay in Texas. So I was told that had full intention of staying in Texas, graduating from Harkwright's High School, which is where I'd like grown up. And then like at the end of my freshman year, they're like, hey, we got orders to move to Germany. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah, we're saying you're going to reject it. Right. Um, But at that time, there was like a hiring freeze in Fort Hood, like the military was having whatever budget issues. So basically if my dad retired then and there, he wouldn't have a job at all. So Mm. uh, we had to move. So yeah, I moved to Germany um, and we were there from my sophomore year through my senior year. And then I went to college in Texas, but my family stayed there for another um, five and a half years, six years after um, I left. Wow. Yeah. Cause the entire time we're in college, they were always in Germany. Yes, yes. And then they just moved here um, this past December. So, yeah, I think wow. that's another six years since we're two years out of college. When when you were in Germany, were you only at one high school or did you keep moving around? Yeah, yeah. So, like, the way it works in, uh, like, a military community like mm-hmm. that, everyone at my school was American. And that's, like, a really common, like, misconception. I think everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you went to an international school. Everyone at my school was American. Everyone had at least one parent that was in the military stationed at, like, the same base as me. And the, like, schools there, the American schools, mm-hmm. are, like, very spread out. Like the way here, how you've got four high schools in the same district there, like the nearest American high school to us was like an hour away or like two hours away. So that's kind of like how it was. Like there was no moving around schools. There was only one school in the entire like radius because that's where the military base was. And you would go drive to school an hour a day? No, no, no. I'm saying like the nearest school in our district was an hour away. I like my school was, yeah, it was like five minutes away. Oh, wow. And so was it, did you get any, like, would you consider it like, did it feel like you were abroad or did did it feel like you were in America in another country? Um, There were like some things like it was kind of like Germany light. Like, for example, we got to enjoy kind of the both sides of both the best of both worlds so we had like like, yeah yeah like well first of all the community that we were in Wiesbaden because half of the community there is American everyone speaks English so there's not Mm. really like an immersive need to like learn the language because you legitimately didn't need to like you would speak to someone in English and I never once had a problem getting around only speaking English like not once did I I didn't even have to ever like like maybe to like translate a menu but even then like most of the menus are like in English so that's why I kind of feel like I didn't get like the full German experience other than like when we would travel around right Mm -hmm. um because actually living there it was like living in America, but then we would still get like the German perks, like driving on the Autobahn where there's no speed limit or, um, getting to drink at 16 years old. Like we got, we still got those perks, but in terms of like, I didn't have any German friends. I had some friends who were half German that went to my school. Who's like military parents married Germans, but like, I really didn't know anyone. There was like one girl that I played tennis with, like where she was German um, and she grew up in Germany. But yeah, like for the most part, it was kind of like 
we were all kind of Americans. What was cool though is that it's so diverse because all the people at my school came from all over the US. So like in Texas, you know, everyone like kind of grew up in Texas and I'm mm -hmm. sure like in El Paso, everyone at your high school like might've been from El Paso. Yeah. And then every once in a while, a new kid moves in and they're from Virginia or Florida, right? Ours is literally like, I would connect with people like, oh my God, you've lived in Texas before. Like I knew like a few <coughs> people who knew anything about Texas. And then there's other people, Kentucky, Oregon, California, like my close group of friends were all from different like states within the US. So it's kind of like a really like blended American culture that we all connect on just being American and not necessarily yeah. like uh, Texan or whatever. What did you learn about America? Like meeting all these people from different parts of America because Texas is really different. Uh, and that's what I came to realize when I started meeting more people from other parts of the country. Someone's knocking on my door. It's my maintenance oh, guy. Can dude. I go let him yeah, in? I'm okay. gonna go pee. One sec. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, what were we talking about? Um, what did you learn about America? You know, being a uh, meeting all these people that were from different country. I mean, different states. You know, um, um, if, if anything, if anything, because I know that when I was um, when I lived in California, I really began to appreciate Texas because we 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 have a very special culture. Is what I started to realize. Um, but yeah, what did what did you what did you learn of anything from about America? I don't know. I feel like it kind of, it, it's like the basic things, right? Like the people from New York would be like wearing shorts in the snow and be like, wow, you guys must be from Texas. If you guys think this is cold, <laughs> like stuff like that. Um, and then like, just like Chick-fil-A or Whataburger, like talking about like food we miss and oh, people yeah. are like, what's Whataburger? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then like, also just like, well, it's kind of the same point, but like food difference. Um, mm. No one knew like what Tex-Mex food was. No one knew what a breakfast taco was. Uh, <sighs> and you have to be like, oh, we're from Texas. Like this is a totally like normal thing. Um, and then I had like a couple teachers at my school that were from Texas. Two of them actually went to UT. Um, and like, we would deliver them breakfast tacos and it'd be like a whole thing like, oh, the, uh, the Taylors just came from Texas. So they brought <laughs> breakfast tacos. So yeah, I don't know. It, it, it kind of like plays into the normal things that come up whenever you're talking about like between states differences. I think like weather, uh, like politics, I guess, like the, yeah. depending on where you're from, like people tended to have certain political stances on things. Um, so yeah, it's, um, you know, the more I do these podcasts where I'm talking to people about traveling abroad, um, we also sometimes talk about, you know, the United States and I realized how there's like so much to explore within the United States. Cause they each, each state is kind of like their own little country. Which yeah, is, that's very true. And like, even like religion, like I grew religion, up in yeah. a very Catholic community. It was yeah. like in Harker Heights, Texas, it was like cool to be Catholic. Nicole would <laughs> be like, can I come to church with you on Sunday? Just so <laughs> she could hang out with like it our It was friends. cool to be Catholic. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's not cool to be Catholic yeah, anymore, yeah. but like that was actually like a social activity, just like <clears throat> going to church and going wow. to CCD and getting confirmed and like all that stuff, right? Like that was literally like a part 
part of like the culture there. And then moving to Germany and just kind of realizing like, oh my God, there's so many other religions that I've just never really even, I've been introduced to other Southern Christian religions, Mm -hmm. but I've like, I didn't have any Mormon friends. And like, I made all those friends like moving to, um, moving to Germany. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Like you, you move there to kind of realize, oh my gosh, all the things that are different about uh, Texas. Yeah. People like in your own country grew up with different values. You know, you you don't have, it's crazy or different, like, yeah, different priorities. Um, But yeah, I didn't realize that until I left El Paso as well. Cause it was at least my community where I grew up. Yeah. Everyone I knew was like Catholic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Was Uh, it cool to be Catholic? No, I don't, you see, I, don't, I don't know if it was cool to be Catholic. You just kind of wear. Because <laughs> I don't think, maybe it's because you're, you're, I don't know, maybe there was more diversity, um, but in your, where you lived. Um, so, so, but Catholics. Oh, you're saying that was like the only option. Yeah, like we, I had a lot of like also Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran friends. Um, but like, again, those are all like Southern christian religions you know Mm. like southern baptist which is different than uh when i moved to college and met people who are uh muslim yeah Yeah, right like Like, i i was like oh my god i yeah i literally had never had a mormon friend until i moved to um germany so yeah it's kind of interesting yeah it was uh i I think I had only had Christian and Catholic friends um, and, and people who were like atheists. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, of course there's other religions in El Paso, but I wanted to ask you on making friends. Was it, how did you start to make friends? I'm sure it was easier in high school, right? Because you, you just have classes with all these people consistently. So at my high school, making friends is like, it's kind of like forced, but also mm-hmm. it's normal because every year a third of the school is brand new. So oh, wow. like even our senior that year, there's awesome. people who move there that are like new. And then on the same note, you might make friends with someone and the next year they move away. So wow. it's like completely normal to like not have friends or to make friends quickly based off of that. So like, I felt like when I moved there as a sophomore, I made friends really quickly, but it was kind of like I was bound to, you know, like at mm-hmm. first I wasn't really trying to, like I thought, oh, I'm just going to stay friends with my Texas friends and like message them, whatnot. But like you get to a point where it's like, okay, I kind of like need friends in this new city <laughs> that I live in. <laughs> or I'm going to be like screwed. So yeah, I made some really good friends um, then. And like, I'm still in touch with like my group of friends from Germany from wow. high school in Germany. Yeah. And you hadn't been anywhere but Mexico for like vacation when you went to weather, but then you moved to Germany and then you just started, you just start going all over the place, right? Cause everything's so close. How many countries did you travel to? Do you think while you were in high school? You know, I have a list on my phone. Oh, no <laughs> of way. All the con- yeah. Of all the countries I've traveled to. Um, Okay. And and it's in the order that I traveled to them. So like, (laughs) this just goes to show you guys a little bit of Peyton's personality, (laughs) how how organized she is and how she's uh, some of them are out of order. Like if I traveled there a second time later, then it would get pushed to the bottom of the list. But, um, 
So Germany, England, Ireland, the Netherlands, Belgium, Switzerland, France, Spain, Portugal, Czech Republic, Hungary, Slovakia, Greece, Malta, Italy, Austria, Gibraltar, Vatican City, Cayman Islands, that's not uh, in, in Europe, Monaco, Luxembourg, <laughs> Croatia, and Bosnia. Wow. <laughs> but some of these were college, some of these were yes, high school, a couple, right? Maybe like eight or so of them were in college. Like I went home every um, like Christmas break and uh-huh. every summer, or not every summer, I think only one of the summers I went back to Germany. But yeah, every Christmas break and we would plan like a whole trip. My last one where I went um, in 2019, I actually haven't been since 2019 because of COVID. Um, But my last trip, we hit like five countries in the course of like eight days, I think. Something crazy like that. Wow. When you were young, were you ever like thinking, I want to travel the world? Like I want to go see all the European countries? No, I was not. Literally not at all. Like we always talk about this in my family, but we like were perfectly content just going to Mexico, not even Mexico, going to Cancun, going to yeah. Cozumel. <laughs> like we weren't even seeing like all of Mexico. We were seeing You're literally going like, to the touristy parts. Yeah. yeah. We were going to the touristy parts and we never thought that like we'd ever travel to Europe. Um, and now that kind of opens up the thing like, okay, well then maybe we can travel to Asia. Maybe we can travel to, uh, Latin America, stuff like that. But like, we hadn't even really considered it. I don't think as a, uh, family, like just Mm -hmm. living in, like we were like very just small minded, like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, we've been on a cruise out of Galveston before. And like, we liked that. So why would we ever like keep trying to go further than that but i think like the more you see the more you realize oh my god there's so much more out there Mm -hmm. to see you know when you started traveling in high school around like uh, these european countries um and you started to see other cultures uh what did you what did you uh what were your thoughts or what do you remember what you felt that you feel excitement that there was like other cultures i'm just i'm just trying to think because i i never even i never traveled outside the country before college and I myself also didn't really necessarily think I was think about traveling the world. I was more concerned about, I want to make a shit ton of money. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I want to do because that, that to me meant freedom. Um, but it wasn't until my first study abroad that I, something switched in me that I was like, whoa, like there's, you can't even describe how much you learn by just being in another country. So I'm interested to hear what your reaction was once you started staying in other countries with other cultures, languages. Um, yeah, I mean, I've traveled mostly to like Western countries, so yeah. I can't really say that there's something that like just completely like flipped the switch for me where I was like, oh my God, this is like so, so different Mm -hmm. than the United States. There's like all these little things that are very different. Um, Like our first trip to Germany, we literally, our first time going to a restaurant, we could name like 20 things that we did wrong. Like just from the way we asked for food to like tipping like there's just so many like different like cultures and customs of like things you don't even realize are wrong because you just assume that america is doing everything the right way um what was it what was what were your assumptions okay so like 
first of all, we go in, we yeah. stand at the front and we're like waiting for someone to come and seat us. And like, that's <laughs> not how it works in Germany. You just go sit down at any open table. Um, and then we see a table that has like a reserve sign on it, but we didn't like, we couldn't, didn't see it or didn't read it. Uh, and they said, oh, this table's reserved at 8 p.m. But it was only like 6 p.m. And we were like, we're not going to be here more than two hours. We Can we sit here? And they're like, oh, yeah, if you'll be gone by 8. So like we didn't realize at the time that when Germans go to eat dinner, they sit there for like five hours. Or like if you reserve a table, oh, wow. you're reserving it for the night. Like they don't expect you to get up from that table. You're expect like you basically have it as long as you want it. So like in America, they're literally trying to flip those. T I was a hostess. I know like yeah. we want you up from your table in an hour and 15 minutes for a party of two, an hour and 30 minutes for like a party of four, right? So like we're trying to flip tables, make more money on the tips. But that's the other thing, like they don't get paid in tips. So they literally could give zero shits if you like sit there for five hours <laughs> or sit there uh, because they're just getting paid an hourly wage like from the restaurant. So there's like two things right there. We sit down and we're like, we'll have water. And they say, do you want still water or sparkling water? Oh, yes. And, this this and, is one of the things I love. And we said, um, we'll have tap water. And they're, <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. And we're like, no, we'll have tap water. And they're like, what? Uh, and we're like, yeah, just from the sink. And they were like, no, we can't serve that to you. <laughs> no. And we were like, what the hell? So we were like, okay, um, I guess bottled water. We didn't know what we were picking. Like, we didn't even know what sparkling water really was. I mean, I, we knew, but like, we didn't didn't really understand what the question was so uh we end up getting sparkling water everyone uh my family is like like this is so gross i like sparkling water now but like i guess just back in the day i was just so used it's to a my little weird at first free like, tap water yeah yeah like you have to get used to it and i definitely didn't think it was like quenching my thirst like it made me more thirsty if anything um so on top of that we go and look at the back of the menu and we're like oh my god how much is this water this bottle it's like a liter of water it was like seven euro and like in our head we're like that's like nine dollars for water like and then we're like and it's not unlimited so if we need more water then we're gonna have to like like go buy pull money out because my mom is now calculating like wait a minute meals are like 15 euro each we had only brought like i don't remember i can't tell you the exact amount we only brought like 60 euro with us to dinner because mm -hmm. my mom calculated like oh that's like 75 dollars that's like how much money we would normally spend on a family of four at like Chili's, right yeah. so she's like just comparing it to like yeah 75 dollars for food like that sounds like enough money she wasn't really calculating that we would need to pay for water and things like that so uh we were also all really thirsty because we had walked to uh dinner mm -hmm. and we didn't realize that like there's no air conditioning in germany so we're like sitting there's no at a air conditioning yeah there's no air conditioning <laughs> so <laughs> oh here this is another uh tangent i can go off on yeah so there's no air conditioning there or in like most places in europe except for like uh, England will have air conditioning some places. I've seen like Italy have air conditioning some places, but for the most part, no one has air conditioning because it's only hot for like maybe two weeks a year. So wow. like for them to install like AC units isn't worth it um, for the 
personally, I was uncomfortable enough for like three months that I would think that it's worth it to have air conditioning. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, the buildings are older. So if buildings aren't built initially with AC, then get put, installing central air is like apparently a big thing. But yeah, like there's basically no air conditioning. Any Their only places with air conditioning would be like the grocery store. And I'm trying to think our gym i know how to air conditioning so th those would be like the hangout spots in the summer <laughs> the hangout spots <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't you tell me that also there's no like drying uh like dryers dryer yeah dryer yeah machines? so their dryers are like if they have them which not all places <laughs> do like when i studied abroad in um prague we didn't have dryers we had like just the washers and then um you could like just hang your stuff to dry so yeah i don't know why like the technology is obviously there um but yeah they're like washers and dryers are just not comparable to the u.s like ours are like huge and you yeah. can fit like so many clothes in them they're obviously really big water wasters so that might be part of the reason why they don't like it's very use american them. we have very american um, no, you don't even realize all of our appliances are so American. Like super American. Our refrigerators <laughs> are so much bigger than anyone else's. Our stovetops, our oh, yeah. ovens, microwaves are not existent in other parts of the world. Like our yes, yes. I was going to ask you. Bigger. There's no. Was there any microwaves like in Germany? Because I. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So in most places, like if a normal house in Germany, no. But the American housing was built like american houses so oh. we yeah we had a normal fridge a normal oven like microwave and stuff but yeah like in a normal german house like if i ever visited someone who lived off base then uh -huh. yeah like they they had normal like small german appliances and then even after i graduated high school my parents moved off base to a few different houses and like they all had like baby refrigerators and stuff like that <laughs> baby so, refrigerators yeah uh, i lived with a, a german in uh in la and he was just fond of our of our um microwave he was like oh my god <laughs> he kept he kept buying like all the microwavable stuff he's like it's awesome you just two minutes and your food is ready <laughs> yeah and even now like we have even more things than that like on top of our microwave, we also have a toaster, yeah. an air fryer, a blender. Like other people just like grate their stuff up in a bowl with a fork or whatever, you know, like you don't, a blender is not really necessary. Anything that you cook in an air fryer can be cooked in the oven or in the microwave. Hmm. Anything you put in a toaster can be cooked on a stovetop or in an oven. You know what I mean? Like we have these things that are just really made purely out of convenience yeah we and nothing we, else you you begin to realize how luxurious the united states is or at least certain parts of it you know yeah um, and that well that's one thing for like the air conditioning like i can basically set the temperature to anything i want all day and like just be at a comfortable temperature all the time versus like there and you know even in parts of the united states like there's no air conditioning in like New York, they don't have air conditioning there. What? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> had I mean, no there you there are some, so yeah, there are some places with air conditioning, but like for the most part, like, yeah, most of like the Northern United States doesn't have air conditioning. I wouldn't say most of, but like 
definitely like I've stayed in places that didn't have air conditioning um, mm. in the northern U.S. just because like it's not worth the money. They'll have a heater like you'll have like a window heater, um, but like air conditioning is not really that necessary, if you, especially if you have like the overhead fans and stuff. Don't get me wrong. In Germany, I definitely thought it was necessary, but you know. Yeah. And uh, also like the way that we no one opens their windows here. Right, because there's like bugs. Yeah, <laughs> unless you and, have a screen, right? Yeah, yeah, and well, we all have screens. There, like, there's no screens in the windows in Germany. So, like, if you open the window, you could like just jump out, or like bugs can just fly right in. <laughs> but like that, that's just I don't know why they don't have screens there. But also, we would leave our windows open all the time, and there were like no bugs. So I think that is also just part of being in like part of the humid United States mm. where like we don't let we don't open our windows because bugs are going to come in. But like there, I don't know why, but there were no bugs like inside my I would sleep with the window like wide open on the Whoa. second floor. But still, I'm trying to think of uh, huh? I'm trying to think of like places that I've been in other countries. Uh, I don't think uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of bugs, but you know. That's interesting that you say that there wasn't. Yeah, bugs. think about like the bugs. Uh, I don't know. I don't really think about the bugs. Uh, I mean, yeah. in Thailand, it was really humid, and I honestly I don't remember a lot of bugs. Um, but I guess because I was in Bangkok, I was like super. But um, any German food or any uh, uh, that you loved when that you yes. discovered in high school? <laughs> any other European foods that you were like, wow, this is amazing. Um, yeah. So like from food, Germany had probably like my favorite food. It, like, it's just a lot of like meat and then like potatoes. So like, uh, pork schnitzel was like our favorite. It's just like, thank you. Uh, it's just like fried pork. Um, and then it'd be served with like some kind of potato and then it can have like different sauces on it. Like, a mushroom cream sauce or like a pepper sauce. Um, so that's really good. And basically since moving back from Germany, I've like learned how to cook that. And then other things that are really popular are like sausage, so like bratwurst. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Bratwurst goes hard. <laughs> and yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Cause I was going to ask you another question about something completely different. Okay, so yeah, I also really liked the food in like Italy, obviously, pizza, pasta, how can you go wrong there? Um, I like the food in Belgium. They're like really well known for their uh, fries, weirdly enough. And then like also like Belgian waffles, Belgian chocolate. There's, there's some places that I did not like the food. Like? <laughs> so, uh, like England. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> the food there is like, I mean, it's just like not my preference. I'm not going to call it weird or whatever, but yeah, it's like just different. Like they mm-hmm. eat beans for breakfast or like a grilled tomato is like served with everything. I don't know. Just like, <laughs> it's not like that crazy, but like I, yeah, definitely didn't have a taste for like. Compared to other countries, it wasn't like yeah. your, your favorite. Yeah. Um, And then Spain, I don't think like, had the best food from the really wow like the three or four times i've been and again like this might be like i wasn't i don't know if you've been four times i'd imagine at least one of the places of all the meals i ate was like 
a good quality place. And I always check out reviews and stuff too. Um, but yeah, like the places in Spain I've been, I know that like tapas are really popular and yeah. paella. Um, and yeah, not really like a fan of this. Wow. Okay. Tapas yeah, yeah, are basically just like small plates of yeah, food. Small, like uh, I was going to call them appetizers, but not really. They're, they're like, yeah. They're but like, imagine like just like wanting a normal meal and you just have to eat nine appetizers of food that does not go together. Like the way that meals is, come uh-huh. where you come and you say, okay, I've got my a balance, right? Let's say a meal at North, my favorite restaurant, a chicken parm with pasta and like some green, like, right. Like there's a good balance. Like this is the heavy mm-hmm. meat. This is the pasta with this sauce, which goes with that meat in Spain, they're feeding you like, here's a ham sandwich on a small baguette. And here's some French fries with some mayonnaise on top of it. And then here's like, it's just like all things that don't. Okay. Those two things are are bad examples because a sandwich and fries go together. But like, they're just like all random things that like, aren't even in the same food category. Yeah. I've I've been to a Spanish restaurant here in Austin. That was really, really good. And, And for me, for my personality, I like it because I like to eat, try everything. And so it oh, gives me yeah, an opportunity yeah, to like sample everything, even though it doesn't go together. Um, but I, I can see how it's um, it's interesting that there's certain cuisines that you just don't uh, like like completely. That's, yeah. that's interesting. When yeah. you, you, so you come to college and then pre, before we met, you uh, make the decision to go off to study abroad in Prague um, Czech Republic. Why did you decide to study abroad? Um, if you had just come from Europe and you, I don't know if you missed Texas, but what was it? What was that decision based off of? So I visited Prague as like my going away trip with my family right before I went to college. Like basically right before they moved me into the dorms, we took Uh a trip to Prague um, right before we all flew to the U.S. to like help me move in. So that was like, I only got to see it for like three or four days, but I was like, oh my God, this city is like so amazing. Like I just thought it was so cool. I Actually that trip we did like, um, what are those things called? Not like- Scooters. No, the what segways, segways. <laughs> like segways around the city. And that's like so lame. Um, but my mom, like my mom, when she plans trips, she just books whatever. And we wake up and she tells us what we're doing that day. So like she booked <laughs> segways around the city. And so we got to see like a lot of stuff in a short period of time. Um, and I just thought it was like the coolest city ever. And it's just so cool because it's a really good mix of like old and new. So there's mm-hmm. all these really old buildings, like older than what you'll see um, in like Western Europe. Um, but then also there's like a whole area called like Newtown that has all like the cool shopping center. And there's a lot of like young people there, really great nightlife. So I just thought the city was like super cool. And I even got to go like clubbing with my sister, um, when we visited. So, uh, when I went to college and I saw like what the study abroad options were, and I think there's, and I wanted to go with McCombs because I didn't really know what I was doing at UT other than like, okay, I need to definitely get like these credits and Mm -hmm. all the ones through McCombs are going to give you some credits that like you're going to need to graduate. Um, 
So I knew that I wanted to do one with McCombs. I also was doing it my freshman year in particular to like make friends. Like I really didn't have that many friends my freshman year of college. And I knew if I did like a whole summer study abroad after my freshman year, coming into my sophomore year, I would have like 30 new friends of like people that I at a minimum like know. And that's even how I met like uh, one of our best friends, Brennan. So like looking back now, I'm like, oh my God, that was an amazing decision. I I literally made like one of my best friends that I still talk to on. Yeah. What's up? Sorry. Sorry. You, you froze there. Sorry. Okay. Um, Sorry. Um, yeah. So I was saying like, I met Brennan on that trip. So like that was a 10 out of 10. I made like one of my best friends on like this one study abroad. Um, so yeah, the options, I think our freshman year going into our sophomore year were, um, Prague or Edinburgh. Edinburgh is like the way more popular one. Yeah. Scotland. Everybody wants to do that one for some reason. Um, Mm -hmm. and like Prague, I mean, it's just like, if people have never been to Europe, then the first places they want to hit are Rome, Paris, like yeah, London. So Edinburgh has really good access to those places, you know, oh, like okay, okay. if you're in Edinburgh, you can go to London in like an hour on a flight oh. uh, versus if you're in Prague, that's like a seven hour flight, maybe or six. Really? Hours. Whoa. That might be wrong. I, I don't know. I think I think so, actually. Yeah. So when we were in Prague, like, I don't know if you're like really familiar with the map, but like, no, not Europe. Okay. Here, I'll pull up a map. Um, but but you were we uh, have really good access to like Eastern European countries. So my whole thing was like, I want to uh visit uh all these countries over here, but like I wasn't really sure if other people would want to. Mm -hmm. Oh, you disabled screen sharing on your Zoom meeting. Oh. (laughs) It's okay. Um, But basically, I'll just kind of read it to you. The Czech Republic is touching Germany, but it's like surrounded by Poland, Slovakia, Austria. It's like two countries away from Hungary. So during our study abroad, we were, the trips we took were to Vienna, Austria, Budapest, Hungary. Um, And then some people made some trips to Germany. We didn't, I didn't make a trip to Germany (laughs) just because I didn't see a need to. (laughs) Um, So the other weekends, like I actually stayed in um, the Czech Republic and we traveled in some other cities within the Czech Republic too. But yeah, like the whole thought process, I think for me was like, Mm -hmm. and I think probably for most people in my study abroad is that these aren't people who this is their very first time ever visiting Europe. Because if, they, if it was, no, most of them, it wasn't like most people had visited Europe before, uh, like, and they had already uh, hit the main spots like Italy, Spain, right? Yeah. So once you've already d- seen like all the like places, like this is kind of like a second trip destination, <laughs> if you will. Like no one is like, oh, I really want to visit Europe and go to Prague, you know? Is it so, less the touristy because of that? Yes, 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 yes so much less touristy yeah like that's why rome paris london those are like in my opinion some of the worst places to visit because they're just so overrun with tourists you don't Um, get a real experience you get a, a catered experience to a tourist you know yeah yeah versus if you're um in france and you visit literally anywhere else in france Mm -hmm. you'll get like more of 
the like experience of what it is to be in France and same with Italy. Like I've traveled up and down like the Italian coast and like, it's very different than just like being in Rome. Um, what, what would you tell like somebody who wants to study abroad, right? Let's say they've never gone abroad. They've only been in the United States, but they want to go somewhere in Europe, but they can't, they don't, they don't know where, how, how would you help them? What would you tell them to help them choose a country or a city? What would you tell them to focus on what to look for, if anything? Um, I think really they could go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I would, the only recommendation I would really have would be just pick a city that has like an airport that is like a main airport. So like Frankfurt is a main airport, for example. So if you're near Frankfurt in Germany, which is like 20 minutes from where I used to live, um, you can travel anywhere for like $50 on the like discount airline Ryanair. So it's like very easy to travel within Europe once you're there, assuming you're not in like a super rural area. Like that would be really the only thing I wouldn't recommend is doing a study abroad where you're like in a rural part of mm -hmm. Germany, France, England, like anywhere, you know, why? Just, just because you're going to have to travel two hours just to get to an airport to go anywhere else. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So and, uh -huh. when you're there, like you can basically do a weekend trip every weekend. Um, especially like on a study abroad. And I'm sure on your study abroad, you guys did that too, where like every weekend you're kind of like doing trips or no? Uh, yeah, on some of them. Yeah, like uh, when I was in China, we basically uh, did that. Every weekend we kind of like went somewhere. The Great Wall, we went to another city. I forget if it was Shanghai or some other city. Uh, but yeah, it was always like... Uh, we would go on the weekends. So you're right on that. But it, it takes a couple people to be good planners. So like for me, me and like a couple other girls on my trip basically sat down the first weekend and kind of planned out the rest of the trip. We're like, okay, this weekend we'll go to Budapest. We sent everyone, hey, this is the train we're taking. This is the hotel we're staying at. Like everyone book your own stuff if you want to come. So mm. like we kind of opened it up for anyone to come with us. Um, but yeah, just like, basically looking up modes of transportation and there's so many different like types of transportation there. You can take a train, you can take a bus, you can take a plane. Right. Um, yeah. So versus here that I don't really, <laughs> you can take a bus, I guess, if you're going between Dallas and Houston, but if you want to go like outside of that, I would not recommend a bus. <laughs> <laughs> the, how, many, how much, uh, what's the most time you've spent in one place without leaving in one uh, country um, abroad without like going uh, elsewhere? I don't know. That's kind of a, you Is mean it, other than like living there? Yeah. Well, like no living there, uh, like Prague was like a month. You, you spent about a month in Prague versus besides weekends, right? You were away on weekends. Um, yeah, I guess that would be the longest in Prague. Mm. So did, did I think you, it was, was it not two months? Was it only a month? No, it was only a month. <laughs> Unless you spent another month there after the program. Cause May um, masters were only, only May, the end of May through like, Oh, mine wasn't June. in May though. It was like in this, I think it was like six weeks. It was like oh. June through uh, July. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. 
Yeah, that's dope. The reason I ask is because I wonder, um, like if now, do you still want to keep like traveling? Like, let's say you go to another country. Do you still want to keep traveling around or do you like staying in one spot and just kind of feeling the city out? Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. So whenever we travel, we try to like stay in, and it depends like if we're taking day trips or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, but we like to kind of like stay in one place for like four or five days. Um, and like maybe take like a day trip somewhere else, like a neighboring place. But I think that's like the best way, um, to kind of like feel, get a feel for a city is to just kind of stay in one place and then like use that as like your home base for doing other like small trips. Um, but yeah, doing like a two day trip somewhere and then turning around going somewhere else for two days, like it's you spend end up spending so much time traveling that you're not really getting to like enjoy the city. So. Mm-hmm. And what are your, what are some of like your favorite activities once you get to a new city to get to know the city, perhaps to get to meet locals? Yeah. The way that my family always does it. So we always like do a walking tour the first day. I don't know if you've ever been on like a free walking tour. I they're free? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> they're free, but you're you're you tip um, the guide, so they're working for tips. Oh. But yeah, like every major, I don't. I mean, maybe it's only in Europe. I can't imagine it is, but they have like free walking tours around the city. So we love those because one, like great exercise. You're walking all over a city, and they're just kind of like pointing out all the different like history to you but they're also showing you activities restaurants that they like stuff like that so you get like a feel for like the whole city and then from that like um and that usually is like a two three hour walk um from that we basically have activities now to do for the next four days and they'll usually give you like a piece of paper that says these are all of our recommendations for restaurants and stuff so uh but we're also like obsessed with like trying to talk to the tour guide and like see what their deal is, you know, and like getting to know a local, (laughs) whatever. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's like typically how we start trips. And then from there, like, it's just a matter of, okay, remember we walked by that museum that he pointed out, like, let's go there this day. Let's do, let's go, I don't know, paddle boating on the river this day. Uh, yeah, just depending on like what seemed interesting to us from the tour. Is this walking tour thing where you got your idea for Payton's? Um, what, what did you call it? The, a yeah. business idea um, that you want to oh, start? Shoot. What was it called? <laughs> it was I a, had like a clever name. For it was it, a clever too. name. Um, I can't remember what the clever name was, but yeah, I, I once had an idea and of course, yeah, this came from like me doing walking tours, um, but that I would do my own like free walking tour around Austin where everyone brings a trash bag. And as I'm showing you Austin and giving um, like history and stuff about the city everyone is picking up trash in the city so it's like keeping the city clean and 
um, learning about the getting city. to learn about it at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And I would do it for tips. <laughs> One, I don't think I know about enough about Austin to like come up with my own freaking tour about it. But yeah, like that, that was definitely uh, based off of that idea. You could totally learn. You could totally learn really quickly. Um, yeah. Look up some stuff on Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Exactly. But here's the other thing I wasn't sure of. Are are strangers to a city at all incentivized to clean up the city they are visiting? No. I think it would become. The answer like, is I think it could, no. I think it could become like a cool thing. Like all you need is one celebrity. Like Khalid went to your <laughs> Khalid went to your high school, <laughs> so you yeah. get him, and then everybody wants to join in uh, Peyton's trash pickup tour because they want to be like uh, like the celebrity. It becomes trash like more of a tour. movement and yeah, more of like yeah. a, a signaling thing. Like like they take pictures, like learning about Austin, <laughs> picking up the trash. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's oh wait, weren't we gonna call it Keep Austin Clean or something like that? I don't, I don't remember. I, I don't remember to be honest. But I Okay, just well that idea just came to me off the top of my head. So I don't know if that's true, but um the other thing with that idea is just like, yeah, I feel like the people who are like, yeah, I wanna go volunteer because it, it kind of sounds like a volunteer opportunity more so than it does mm-hmm. like a um tourist yeah. So I don't know how you could really make it appealing. Like I if think, I visit, yeah, if I visit Austin, I want to like get dressed up cute and do the scootering activity that we did instead of like going and touching think, trash. I think so many businesses here in Austin would be on board with that, that you could get them to like offer incentives. You know what I mean? So that is why this whole thing is like a really good like partnering opportunity mm-hmm. because um, just like in the walking tours I would do, some of them were like personal rec- restaurant recommendations. Other things were them saying, hey, um, this this is one of our partners on our tour. If you go and eat there, they'll give you 30% off and yeah. mention that you went on this walking tour or like that you were advertised this through the walking tour. So that is kind of like another, yeah, it's a good like opportunity to like, hey, I'll point out your small business on my walking tour. Um if you give me whatever percent of proceeds that come from the walking tour, something like that. Yeah. And then like uh, free merch from all the startups. <laughs> startups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. True. Just treat it like a, like if you're, you're, you're catering to college students, you know, like college students love free shit. So you just give them a bunch of free shit that. Yeah. They do love useless. free stuff. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I took us off on, on a uh, on a ten. Oh, it's okay. That was yeah. That was me from the whole walking tour. So yeah, that's how we get to know a city, like when we go visit it. And I'm assuming you can really do that in like most cities. Mm-hmm. Some kind of maybe not a walking tour, but taking any kind of like tour because then you'll kind of just get like an overview of like, okay, here's where everything is. And then from there, like figure out your activities. I also, am just a fan of like just zooming into things that look interesting on Google maps and then like going there. Like I did that in Houston and that's how I found my favorite park ever. You Mm -hmm. know, I brought you there. Yeah. You Uh, took me there. It was actually incredible. Herman Park, I literally didn't know that existed. And yes, I understand. I live in Houston. I could have just Googled like 
popular tourist destinations or something. Mm -hmm. But um, my sister was visiting and said, hey, is there a park I can walk my dog? And I just go on my phone and zoom into like the nearest green area. I was like, oh, it looks like there's a park right here. Let's go here. We go. And I was like, oh my God, this place is so cool. Like, how have I never known this is here? I had already lived there at that point for like eight months or something. So that's a good uh, method too. (laughs) If something looks cool from like an aerial view, chances are it'll look cool in real life too. Yeah, my method was just searching up uh different things that would come to mind like if i needed a grocery store i would make it a whole a whole adventure out of it and i'd just go along the way i'd like i'd always walk to places i think that's the best way to get yeah. in a city walk to places as long as it's like safe generally um if you walk to your destinations and keep your eyes open and uh, you know you're you're welcoming of adventure or spontaneity is that how you say it? Spontane- spontaneity. Yeah, that is spontaneity. how you say it. Spontaneity. Um, you get to see a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> and Yeah, uh, that's very true. And just in general, like even now in the good old US of A, like if I go on a walk, just trying not to be like stuck on your device yes. and like with your eyes down. There's just so many things about like the day that are like so pretty that you would have never noticed if you're like texting or scrolling Facebook or whatever it is. So yeah, like if I'm getting outside, that's what I like to do too, is kind of just like put my phone in my pocket, maybe listen to a podcast or music or something. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, like keeping your senses open so that you can kind of like enjoy just the experience of whatever's happening around you. Yeah. You know, I've always considered like my first quote unquote study abroad, living at UT Austin, like at the dorms. And because I would go, I had no car, so I would just walk downtown. And that's how I got to know downtown. It was just amazing. And I, I think any downtown, you could do that. Um, but really, when I started discovering the power of like walking, walking around a city was during my first city abroad, there was this guy named Dylan Atkins, who I'm trying to get on the podcast. He's super awesome. He's like inc- an incredible guy. Um, but he would lead these runs um, in Cape Town when we were in Cape Town, he would lead these morning runs. And that's how we got to know part of the city. It was so cool. It was so, yeah, so that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like on foot, there's so, cause you're realizing like, Oh wow, that was all like accessible by foot, which you don't notice driving around like Texas, for example, that things are even accessible by foot. Like I used to talk to my mom about this, but like, in Texas, you might park at Target and like want to walk to a restaurant across like a shopping center and you'll literally <laughs> get in your car and drive to the yeah. Panera Bread across the parking lot instead of just walking just because your car is there and you're like, oh, well, I don't want to have to walk back after eating, yeah. you know, so it's just like it's so ridiculous the way that we kind of just like really lean into using cars for literally everything. Here. I'm guilty of doing that. Yeah. I, yeah. I like if a car is an option, we're like, why would we walk? Or like, why would we put, that's like the one thing that I think is so glamorized about New York city. Like mm-hmm. personally for me, like, I don't really think I want to live in New York city, but man, like just the thought of like getting to walk everywhere and walking multiple miles a day and just getting to like take in the atmosphere and like such a pretty city like that, you know, like that's like the one thing that I'm like, they could almost get me to live there if, <laughs> if it wasn't so expensive, you know? 
and such a small, I, I do like my uh, large living area for not very much money. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you on that. But, um, you know, small living areas aren't that bad. You, you They make you realize how little you really need. Like you're like, ah, I don't need that much. <laughs> At least yeah. that's what I discovered. Um, very I was, true. I was going to ask you, when you were abroad, did you pick up any practices or like hobbies that you wouldn't have picked up otherwise? That's a good question. Um, I don't really think so. Like okay. the, Oh, actually I guess, but it was more like in high school. I don't know if that's necessary. And it had nothing to do with Germany. <laughs> it was up? just like when I moved to Germany, I started doing cheerleading again, which I like had stopped doing here since like sixth grade. Mm -hmm. um, just because it was like an option. Like I wasn't yeah. good enough to be on a cheer team in Texas. Uh, but when I moved there, I was like, one of the better people on the team <laughs> just because I could like do a backhand spring, which like in Texas, that's like, you won't make a JV team unless you can do a backhand spring there. That's like, Oh yay! Everyone else can like only do like a cartwheel or something. I don't even What's know if you know, backhand spring. you don't know what a backhand spring no. is it's like a back a backflip except your hands touch and then your uh, touch. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Back handspring. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> um, so I don't know. Yeah. That's, that has nothing to do with Germany. So maybe not, not like compared to. No, I think that's perfect because it just shows kind of, there's this thing that happens when you move anywhere, even within your own city, you just kind of like open up to new habits or you start picking up new, new habits because you're like living space change. Well, you can that, literally be whoever you want when you move. That's uh, what I've kind of figured out. Like you can kind of like, if you want to just drop like a certain part of your personality, like you don't know her anymore, anywhere. anywhere, like anytime mm -hmm. you move or like start like a new life. So my sister, when she moved to Germany, she started introducing, Oh no, maybe it was when she moved to college. When she moved to college, she started introducing herself as Maddie. So when I went to like visit her, I called her Madison and everyone was like, who's Madison? And I was like, what the hell do you like change your name? <laughs> like she literally just changed her name by introducing herself as something new to her college friends. Same with like um, Ozzy. He introduced himself in college to Ozzy as all these people, but like his family, his friends from high school, like nobody calls him Ozzy. So yeah, that's because it's just no, like you get to like you if you have the you can have this realization of like nobody knows me so i get to <laughs> yeah be, i can be literally anyone yeah and uh and then you can do stuff like that and that's one of the funnest parts about traveling abroad because then you end up becoming uh, coming back a different person all right Peyton, i got some quick um i'm gonna try these questions out on you they're like rapid fire oh okay, okay Shoot about abroad <laughs> were there any moments abroad that brought you to tears <laughs> um like just like from beauty or Whatever. like yeah I, I was thinking beauty but like you can go um, anywhere you want to go i'm just trying i'm testing these questions out you know maybe i can't really think of anything off the top of my head though okay, okay. um yeah Did no i can't think of anything 
I feel like you can. I'm like, but I, I mean, don't get I me feel wrong. Like you can, I, but you know I, I cry. I cry about a lot of things. I don't know if it necessarily had any. It wasn't like positive. Okay, like. okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Did you ever get scammed while abroad? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't even think I've had anything like stolen. And my mom might be the one to correct me on this. Good like stuff. my family's had like stuff stolen, whatever. My dad's wallet out of his back pocket. Really? I don't think, you got yeah. Oh yeah. In Italy, I think my mom's wow. had her phone stolen. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh my God. I'm so dumb. I literally forgot. I lost. Yeah, I did on, um, on a train and you know, during my study abroad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost my phone. Oh my god, how did I forget that? Yeah, so I literally left my phone on a train. That's okay. not, it didn't get stolen, but I did go the rest of that trip without a phone, which was really inconvenient because I was the only person in the group, or me and like maybe three other people who had cell service. So I was like the go-to, like, hey Peyton, what train do we get on? And I was sitting there like on my Google Maps, like telling us what time the train is coming, which one we get on, which direction, you know? So mm-hmm. once I lost that, like... How did you figure it out <laughs> after that? You have to Google stuff in advance and then write it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine, but yeah. Or I, someone that did have cell service would let me borrow their phone because they didn't even know how to like look that stuff up. Yeah. So... You get yeah. it view uh that took your breath away if you can remember and where if there was a view a view that stuck in your mind yeah this might be like recency bias but one of the most recent places we went was croatia in dubrovnik and like you can go to the very top of um the like mountain and look down on like the city and this is where game of thrones was filmed by the way oh you told me so yeah so it is like so pretty all the buildings like rooftops are like red and it's right on the ocean um i can send you a pic of like the the view i'm thinking of but yeah me and my mom went up there drank like a few glasses of wine and ate like cheese and berries and stuff and it was just like amazing and it was like i remember it was like a perfect weather day it's like so pretty was it do you ever have those moments abroad where you feel like i'm in a movie or you feel you feel like yeah. this is weird. <laughs> this like is- I feel like I could look over and like see a famous person. Like I'm like, oh my god, this is so beautiful. And I hardly ever feel like that with just like seeing things within the U.S. And that is probably uh-huh. just because we've like lived there our whole time. But like the only thing that comes close to it is like seeing the downtown skyline in Austin, like uh-huh. lit up at night or on a beautiful like summer day. Um, same with like Houston. Like sometimes I'll see the skyline and just think it's like so pretty. But yeah, th- there it's not like skylines the way it is here. It's more like just like seeing stuff from a pretty bridge or building or something like that, you know? I like it. I like it. What is the next country you want to live in for for a month or more? Go live at, if any. Live in? Or not live in, but you want to go visit for a month or more. Do you want to go on the extended trips? Like yeah. Um, I don't know about the net. So I was supposed to um, have a trip to Iceland in April, 2020. Obviously it got canceled because of COVID. Mm. Um, but 
that makes me so sad because that was like supposed to be the coolest uh, place ever to visit. They have like the lagoon that's like, it's really cold there, but there's like these hot springs basically. Um, so I was really excited to visit there. So I'm hoping that'll maybe be my next trip as like a makeup trip from a trip I didn't get to take last April. So I don't know about a month, like that kind of sounds like, like a long time to visit places now. It's, but it was fine. Like when I was visiting like my parents who were living there, but I do not like living out of a hotel for like a month. Like it was fine when I was like staying at my parents' house for a month and then we'd take trips and stuff from there. But yeah, like I uh, kind of enjoy like two week vacation max. (laughs) Gotcha. 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 Yeah. All right. Last question. Okay. If you could give, um, I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to, I don't think this is, this is worded correctly. I was trying to do like a Tim Ferriss thing here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you could write a message on every study abroad students boarding pass, you know, they're the boarding pass for their plane, what would it be? Um, so someone told me this when I went on my study abroad and I, of course, like ignored the advice, but you should kind of like keep a, like, study abroad like journal or like diary just to remember all of like the little things that happens during your study abroad and like you can remember it like I already forgot that I lost my phone I'm also leaving out the part of the story where I was drunk when I left my phone on a train um but (laughs) so I woke up the next morning like hung over like where's my phone and they're like it makes more sense (laughs) yeah 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 so uh, and it was like two o'clock in the morning so Yeah. So I think that was actually like a really good idea to kind of, I don't keep a journal. I know I should. Um, but even like for people who don't keep a journal, that would be a good opportunity. Cause you're like, Oh, it's only 30 days. I can do this for 30 days. I can do mm-hmm. this for 45 days. I can do this for a semester, you know? Um, and then maybe that'll even like catapult into wanting to journal more in your just normal life. But yeah, like study abroad is like such a weird experience because it is like you're living there and you might never have like an opportunity to just live in another country again after college, you know, like after college, you're kind of limited to how long you can get off of work. And then, Mm -hmm. um, so it's like a very unique opportunity. Yeah. And, um, I, I like that advice a lot, but if anybody, uh, I tried to keep a journal while I was in Cuba, um, but my mistake was, and if uh, maybe other people won't have this mistake, but I tried to write everything down that happened during the day. And that's just terrible because it, it becomes a chore. Exhausting. Yeah, yep, it becomes yeah. a chore. So what you want to do, what I found that works for me is just kind of like bullet points of like whatever's in uh, top of mind and stop writing before it gets, it becomes like a chore. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting enough down that like, oh yeah, I'll remember based off of that, but you don't have to be like writing down a whole book worth of information. Like it's really just for your own personal uh, pleasure to read back through after. Yeah. Peyton, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
Thank you yeah. for being such a supportive fan of the show. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and thank you for willing to take an hour out of your day to talk to me, dude. Um, I really appreciate our friendship and I, I look up to you because I really believe you're one of the best learners that I've ever met. I, I couldn't, when, when our, when our, when we did our last podcast, I, I, I've thought about it a lot. And, and the thing is that I think you're just really, you're really good at learning. And I respect that a lot. And I think a lot of people can learn from you because being able to learn something quickly and deeply like you do is such a, an amazing skill that I'm only coming to discover is so important in life. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. That is like the kindest thing anyone's ever said about me. I really <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. I love learning new things. Like that is probably why I'm good at it is just like, I've been thrown stuff my whole life and you kind of just go into stuff with the attitude of, yeah, yeah, I can learn that. I, I don't know how to do it right now, but like, I'll figure it out. And like, that's how I get through work. That's how I got through school. That's mm. like how I just go into life. Like, I don't know it right now, but I'm confident if someone else knows how to do it, I can figure it out. So yeah, we, it's more of just like a confidence thing. I feel like unless that I'm just innately good at learning. I think you are. I think you are. And, and maybe, maybe it's both. And, uh, but I think we have to have a third episode all about learning. This is like <laughs> okay. my next thing that I'm like. I'm studying. down. Yeah. Peyton, um, people can reach you at, they can find your stuff at what, what's uh, um, your Instagram handles? Yeah. My, so my main Instagram is Peyton Lee, L E I G H with four H's. Um, and then I have two additional Instagrams. Yes. Peyton does yoga and Peyton does cooking to just focus on my yoga and my cooking. Yes. So if you're interested in those topics, feel free to follow me, reach out. DM me, slide in my DMs. You can uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can begin to follow Peyton before she goes mainstream and blows up uh, as oh, a yeah. lifestyle design guru. So. Oh my God, stop. Oh, that's a good idea. Lifestyle yes. design guru. <laughs> that's going to be you. That's going to be you and you don't know it yet. Yeah, just wait um, for my next Instagram. Uh, Peyton does TFT. That's my uh, TFT handle. Are you seriously working on that? that <laughs> no. You should. You should. No, but that, that is my TFT. Like that's my gamer tag or whatever. The hell it's called. Oh, I love this brand <laughs> of Peyton does whatever. Yeah, that's so your if blog. I, that's if your I blog. take someone's last name though, mm -hmm. uh, what's gonna happen there? Because Peyton sounds so good. That's my that's my you know brand. It's, it's, it's really modern to have to keep your your last name. It's really like a modern thing, right? Like you don't have to take somebody's last uh, name. I feel like yeah, famous people do that, or just like people who are really bold. I don't know. I feel like it'd be more confusion, like for your kids. Um, so personally, I think I do want to take someone's last name, but you know, I'd also okay. be down for someone else to take my last name. Whoa. That sounds good too. <laughs> we'll say Just whoever is more famous gets to keep their last name. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right, Peyton, we will see you later. We'll see you in May. Hey there. If you enjoyed this episode, well, green light. New episodes of The Dose of Caesar come out every week, so make sure to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts. If you feel that more people should listen to this podcast and share this episode with your tribe. If you want to connect with me, or if you just want some extra doses of Cesar, of Caesar, of Cesarine Pinguin, then you can sign up for my free weekly email newsletter called The Caesar Encyclopedia, where I share what I learn every week. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram at the dose of Caesar. We'll see you next time.